All right, welcome to the Mainly Football podcast. You're probably wondering where we went. Maybe you were um, thinking that we bailed because the Patriots have had a rough patch since we last had an episode, but nope, we didn't bail. We do have a new uh, co-host. We got, I'm Ben, again, if you hadn't forgot. And we've got Evan. Evan is a fellow Hello. Patriots fan. Evan, Evan, how long have uh, you been a Patriots fan? Uh, my whole life. So ever since they started winning Super Bowls, I'm actually, uh, I don't remember the first couple Super Bowls because I was only three or four. So I've only known the, the latter half of the dynasty, if you will. So you're the exact person that all other Patriots haters hate because you've only ever <laughs> known <laughs> winning. Yeah, that is, that is I mean, I'm true. not. I can't say that, uh, you know, I've seen uh, a lot of losing from this team, but I do remember the Drew Bledsoe days. And uh, this is obviously a low point in Patriots fans' history. So we'll have to talk about what happened yesterday. The Niners came in. They they basically looked like the Super Bowl team they were last year, 33-6. It was, uh, it was ugly. It was bad. Um, I can't – I don't even – I think this is the first time a Belichick coach team since since before Brady was two and four at this time, this point in the season. Uh, what were your feelings watching that game? It was pretty hard. I was not a big believer in this team before the season started. I didn't think they were going to do as well as some people said. Uh, I started to believe a little bit more once they almost beat Seattle and then they had a couple, they beat Miami and they had some good games. I started to, started to believe in the game in the team more but the last two weeks against the Broncos and this week against the Niners I've I've gone back you weren't the only one I mean like I mean how many people were saying like uh 31 other teams passed on cam and now look and you know we were we were even talking on this show about how Belichick's got the upper hand in the in the battle versus Brady you know Belichick was looking looking pretty good after a few games, but uh, a lot's happened since then. Uh, the Cam got coronavirus. The whole team got coronavirus. Um, I think we forget, too, that half the team, half the defense at least, is not playing this year yeah. um, with COVID concerns. So um, it kind of all came to a head. And I know, like, we're going to talk a lot about Cam because he something looks very different about him uh, than what we saw, especially in the Seattle game. Uh to me, his throwing motions just looks awful. Like it, it looks like it did the, the last year or two in, in, in Carolina when they were worried about his shoulder. Like that's what it looks like. He's bouncing passes in front of everybody. Um, it was bad. He did not look good. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, he's never had very good mechanics. His throwing motion has always been off, but he's just been supremely talented and has been able to overcome that for the most part. So I was, I was wondering if – the same thing. His his throwing motion's bad, and he's just been throwing balls into the ground or overthrowing receivers by a long shot, like that interception he had to, I think Myers before halftime in the game last last night. So I was wondering if it's just like a residual effect from Corona or something, where he's still not feeling comfortable, or I wasn't sure what was going on, but he is he has not looked the same. So you think it's the Corona? You think? You think <laughs> it might be. I don't I mean the, the <laughs> offensive line I know the offensive line isn't that good but there's still if the offensive line can give you 4 or 5 seconds 
a decent amount of time and watching him stand in the pocket he has an okay amount of time but he just looks like he doesn't want to run he's looking through his progressions and he doesn't want to run he just stands there for too long and then he gets sacked or throws it last second before mm-hmm. he gets sacked and it's an interception or a throwaway. it's so hard to tell too like how much of it is the receivers because I mean, Brady was with this t- same basically same group last year and we heard all the stats about they're not getting separation. Now we're hearing this. I don't know if you saw that, but the same stats yeah. about the Patriots are like in the bottom quarter of the league as far as the receivers getting separation. Um, but I was disappointed because, you know, San Fran scored so early in the game. The Patriots are behind. And I hate to say this, but they're they're not built to come from behind, it seems like, because mm-hmm. they abandoned the run right away. Like, I think – they need Cam to run. Like he gets, he gets going, he gets comfortable. And when he's comfortable, I think he passes better when he has like that, like you can see just, he's, he's charismatic. He's feeling good. And he just did not have that look yesterday. Um, And it was, you could see it. Like there was no, no one felt good about anything. Receivers, Cam, the run, the run game actually wasn't bad for a while. Damian Harris looked good. And, um, but that was yeah, there wasn't the, very many bright spots. In the limited amount of running he had, he only had t- ten attempts in that game yesterday. But I, that's obviously from being down so early, so such a large deficit so early that they had to abandon the run yeah. game. But you're right; he did look good in and, the couple runs he had. Yeah, and it, and then obviously Stidham ended up coming in, and I, you know he threw he threw a pick. I think he. I think I saw he has four interceptions and now twenty career pass attempts as a yes in an NFL action. Good. Like it's and Belichick made it clear that Cam's a starter going going forward. Um, and Cam said all the right <laughs> things today. You know, he's saying I got to be better, and, and uh, that's uh, only so much you can say of that before it's it's uh, like you know, let's go, guys. Um, but at, at one point, if Cam keeps playing this way, or maybe he improves a little bit, which it wouldn't be hard to do to improve. But even if he improves just a tad, at what point do you just bench Cam for the rest of the season and just see what you have in Stidham? I mean, I think the reason they brought Cam in is because they did see what they had in Stidham in, in early practices, and, and they didn't like it. And he was third string until the – the K, you know, even up into the KC game and Hoyer was a starter. That was like a, a shock. And we saw how Hoyer was. So, I mean, and now we're seeing it. Stidham's got some action yesterday. And I, I, I like the way he looks at times, but he's obviously turning the ball over way too much. And we know that mm-hmm. with Belichick, you're not going to, you're not going to last um, like that. So they've got big problems. They need Cam to perform and, and if he's banged up, if he's if he's not if the receivers aren't helping him out, they have no tight end. I mean, it, yeah, they the Patriots have like eight receptions to tight ends, and they said it was it was by far the least amount for any NFL team so far this year, by a large margin. So yeah, they their tight end and receiving core is absolutely terrible. Edelman's obviously not one hundred percent. Something's wrong with Edelman. Yeah, which is something we've said for his whole career. It seems like two, two, yeah, yeah, but especially, you know, the last two years, he's so banged up. They asked so much of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
it sounds like a lot of gloom and doom right now, but I, I also want to bring the people some positivity. Um, <laughs> I thought that Jake Bailey is looking really good there. I mean, I, I can't remember the stats, but it's like three quarters, three quarters of his punts are in, ends up inside the 20. So we're getting great field position. Could have been a lot worse than 33 to six without uh, Bailey giving <laughs> us good field position. We've got, uh, let's see what else. Um, the Patriots always have a great Yeah, punter. we're two and two. Dave, we do. We always have a great, great punter. One and zero in the division, and beat the Dolphins early on. So we're undefeated in the division, and two and two conference record. So we got to throw out, throw out the Seahawks and and uh, and uh, San Fran game. So I'm trying to look at a positive, and uh, that's about all I got for positive right now. <laughs> they did. I did see a, a video. Uh, today of um in the broncos game where cam got hit on a throw his right shoulder got hit and um they're speculating that could have been when an, an injury or, or or he aggravated his shoulder um because in the stats since that moment was in the middle of the denver game to now of course i mean just awful like four interceptions and only like 11 completions so there that. could be something to the injury thing yeah um so Oh, I guess, uh, where do we go from here? Um, what do you think about Belichick? Uh, how much of this do you put on him? Uh, as the GM, I put a lot of it on him because offensively there are no weapons for, which is why Tom Brady, one part of the reason why Tom Brady left is because there's no wide receivers, tight ends. There's no weapons for him to throw to. So that's part of the reason why he left. And, you know, it's kind of like a which came first, the chicken or the egg? Is Cam Newton playing bad because he has bad receivers? Are the receivers bad because Cam Newton's bad? It's like, I think it's a little bit of both, but the receivers, as you said earlier, their separation is one of the worst in the league. I mean, if some random player like Demarius Bird or whatever his name is, is one of your uh, leading Jimmy wide Bird. receivers yeah. on your team and he wasn't even projected to make the 53-man roster, when the season started and now he's one of your top guys that says something uh jacoby myers was your leading receiver in this game after basically not playing at all this season i do like jacoby myers so i was happy to see him get some run but if he's yeah. your if he's your leader I mean, these receiver, guys were saying we like i mean i don't even know if they're making the roster of any other nfl team and it, it's i feel bad for for Nikhil harry but it's it's not his fault that he got drafted you know, so high and around other great receivers. And now we see the receiving class that was drafted this year. Um, it's not his fault that there's all these good guys and he's not performing, but he's very, he's, he's on the verge of becoming a bust already. And I, I well, hate, he doesn't help the, I hate that, but Belichick. Yeah. He doesn't help the, uh, the saying with Belichick can't draft wide receivers. He's definitely proving that that is, that is definitely the case with the players taken after him. I think the key for this team though, like I do think a, a positive for them is their running back depth, um, which, you know, with cam uh, the, that's where they look the best this year is when it's just been running at first when Belichick was, you know, running the offense, like it was, you know, 1923 and it's, it's, options and it's it's pitches and it's you know re, you know they need to, to move to more of that and I think that opens up the pass game more so 
I think that's what this team is, is, and they just got away from that yesterday. I think they got into a bad position where they're behind and it, it really exposed uh, them. Um, yeah. So that kind of leads us to, Oh, go ahead. I was going to just say with their running back depth, depth once Sony Michelle comes back, I wouldn't be too surprised if they were to move someone like uh, James White or Burkhead to maybe like a slot receiver or a receiver someone just to give more uh, a better player out there, get their good players on the field because their receiver core has just been been so bad. Oh yeah, and White was really good in the in the Seattle game um, out of the backfield. So we'll see. I I do. It's not all. All is not lost uh, for sure. I think that. They get a chance this weekend against the Bills, who you know, haven't really been sharp themselves uh, in the past couple weeks. So they were losing to the uh, Jets at halftime. Yeah, I mean, I I kid when I'm saying the positives that they're one and zero in the division, but it is true. They've only played one division game, so they get to play the Jets twice. They've got uh, Miami again, and they play the Bills twice. So those will obviously be big game, big games. Um, so talked about it like basically this is the the same basic roster as as last year and we saw how Brady looked and then we saw how Brady looked yesterday um earlier in the season I personally felt that Belichick had the upper hand and in uh the Brady versus Belichick thing but I think right now Brady is is looking good he it seems like he made the right call and now he's got his good old buddy Antonio Brown joining um, the Bucks, and and they just destroyed the Raiders yesterday. It, actually, it was it was a game for a lot of the day, but they really blew, blew it open in the fourth quarter. But as far as how the the team looked overall, the Bucks look like legit contenders now. Yeah, the Buccaneers look good, and especially with like the Gronkowski playing good and everything, it looks like Gronkowski got the better end of Belichick versus Gronkowski. If you wanted to do that too. He, he had that uh, touchdown catch, but what they don't show you is the play a couple plays before that to get into the red zone. Brady threw it to Gronk, and he took a really big hit. He went down to like the five or the ten yard line to get him uh, in position for him to get that touchdown. So that was good to see him, you know, make get the hit but still be able to hang on to the ball. Yeah, I did see that. Gronk looks like because even if it, his last year, the the Super Bowl year, like um, the twenty eighteen, he. He look, did not look the same, but yeah. he looks like Gronk from like years ago. Like he's taking hits. He looks big again. Like he must've been gaining weight like week by week here as the season's gone. And now, you know, Brady's got legitimate weapons at every position. It's exactly what he didn't have ever really in doing. I mean, yeah. think about his receiving core now, Godwin <laughs> Evans, uh, now Brown coming in and, and he, you see the connection he's got with, uh, Miller like they are they are loaded and their running back depth is great too so uh, I have to imagine when Brady came home yesterday and saw what happened in New England and how they felt after that game I just got I just have a feeling he's feel you know he was elated and didn't have too many uh, sympathetic thoughts for Bill yeah, him and him and Gronkowski are probably sitting by that little uh, kiddie pool doing those those interviews they do now after watching the Pats game and how bad they were. Oh, well, he posted something. He posted that little video of uh, after 
the AFC Championship game in um, Kansas City where him and Gronk are, you know, they're walking in the hallways and they're looking at each other like, oh, yeah, we're back. You know, we're, we're great again. And so he reminded everybody of that. So um, one thing I'm yeah, worried about. Brady's got the upper, he's got the upper hand right now. One thing I'm worried about for the Buccaneers being a uh, Buccaneer, I will say I have been, a, my, the Buccaneers have been my number two team my entire life too. So I'm not a bandwagon Buccaneers fan. I have pictures to prove that I've been a Buccaneers fan just as long as I've been a Patriots fan, just to put out there. So as a Buccaneers fan, um, the one thing I am worried about is AB coming because he's a great player, obviously, when he's healthy and on the field. But the problem is he hasn't been on the field the last couple of years because of his off-the-field antics and locker room distractions and everything. So as a, as a Buccaneers fan, I would be worried about that if AB comes or when AB comes in. Is he going to self-destruct? Like, how much is he going to destroy or hurt that locker room? Like, it, I, I was wondering oh, if he, it was even he worth He definitely it. is going to cause problems. Yeah. He's definitely going to cause problems. And I forget that because Bruce Arians was on the Pittsburgh coaching staff, um, the Steelers coaching staff, you know, years ago. And he so he knows AB. And before the season, when – rumors are already starting to fly about will ab go to the bucks you know brady will want him arians is like nope he's not coming here that won't fit and now all of a sudden that's changed and arians is like nope didn't have brady didn't have any influence on that so what changed all of a sudden he he likes ab and think he's going to be good i mean come on so brady got his way with uh ab and we only got to see one game that miami game last year um with brady and brown and of course, that was the last time I felt really good about this team, that <laughs> game, when they looked like a legit threat. Um, yeah, so that'll be really interesting to see. I think he's eligible week nine. So not this week, but the week after, right? Yeah. Is that week, yeah. This week eight coming up? Yeah. yeah. This week seven so, right now. Uh, yeah. So um, not too many people saying that Brady's a system QB. Um, he must have either – taking his own system with him to Tampa Bay uh, because he certainly didn't take Belichick's system because Belichick's system is not exactly working so well in New England right now. Um, so I, as a, I mean, we talked, I think we talked about this on the previous episodes, but how to, how's Patriots fans supposed to deal with Buccaneers and I am all for cheering for them and, and watching them, but, if it comes down to a Patriots versus Bucks game, I'm obviously, I mean, 100% Patriots, but um, so I have no qualms rooting for for Brady, and I am rooting for him, and I'm glad he's doing well, um, and I am glad to see him kind of perform well and and stop those stupid, you know, arguments about you know would Brady have performed in a a better, you know, the same if he didn't have Belichick with him. Um, I'm thinking right now because of how things look right now and how bad the Patriots are looking, how many Super Bowls would Brady have won if he didn't have Belichick as a coach? Maybe he would have won more than six, right? I I've said that um, a few times talking with some (laughs) friends about this point. You're like, is it, is it Belichick? Is it Brady? And I was just thinking like the, the one time you gave Brady good weapons in 2007, we had Moss, Dante Stallworth, Welker, I think Gronkowski was 
was going to ask you there then. I don't remember, but the undefeated. No, season. he wasn't on the team yet. But they had like uh, Daniel Daniel Graham was the right. tight end. But yeah, they. Right. I mean, and that, he I had, said that too. He had Long amazing time stats. People. Yeah, he breaks NFL records when you give him weapons. So, um, yeah, it's not surprising to me that he is performing well right now because even last year, you know, they go eleven and with eleven and five they went or ten and six and. They looked. They basically looked like this every week, except they were able to to win. Their schedule you know, was so these, easy some of these that games. they were able to win those games. Right, but they, it wasn't pretty. You know, no one felt good about that team last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that, that Brady took them that that team to the playoffs um, is looking more impressive every day. So. We'll see. Season's uh, still it's still early. It's still early. There's gonna be time for Belichick to make adjustments, but um, Brady has got to be feeling good right now. And if I'm Brady, I'm looking at it and going, "Man, I should have left New England years ago. Why did I keep signing all those cheap extensions? I should have left New England yeah. and joined a better team years ago." Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, he maybe some revisions. I mean, he had a they won a they won three out of five Super Bowls in his last, you know, couple of seasons. So, yeah, but you make a good point. I think he made the right call and up to this point and, and uh, man, I wish they were playing this season though. I wish, I wish the Patriots and Bucks were playing this season, but I guess I'll we'll have to wait till next year. Yeah. Next year they're scheduled um, to play. I think that. in new England is, I think is yeah. what they said. Yeah. Tickets to that game yep. are going to be crazy expensive. <laughs> Well, if 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 there's if there's fans, fans back, and, yeah. And that was something I was thinking about. The Patriots are now at the point where they're one of the few teams that aren't allowed to have any fans at all at their games. A lot of teams are able to have fans, and and it is it's got to be different uh, playing with no with no fans and, and not not that you know we, we'll get into our excuses later as to why the Patriots are losing, but um, <laughs> that could be one as no fans. Um, actually let's move into that our excuses now uh, maybe you're a big Patriots fan and you're uh, kind of you're dealing with some heat at work or your friends are giving you a hard time about the Patriots so um, I got a couple of excuses here for you um, Evan actually brought up a good one uh, side effects from COVID right for Cam maybe there's something that they don't know yet about COVID we know like loss of smell maybe uh, there's other ones that they're going to find out like arm strength goes down or uh, shoulder pain. So, oh, there's the uh, Jaguars running back who's been yeah, on one. the COVID list since before the season started, and that he has been having respiratory problems. And they said he might even have to retire. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's that bad, obviously, yeah. but I mean, everyone's different, and we don't know, especially if Kim football players fight through everything. So, he could just be fighting through residual effects from it. Yeah. So, there you go. Could be that. Um, what about we got? Uh, uh, let's see. Excuses. Um, yeah, I'm really trying hard to to help this team out, but uh, that's that's the biggest one right there. Is is maybe it's COVID. Yeah. My one excuse oh. I have is the referees aren't helping them as much anymore. <laughs> Back when they had Brady, yeah, that... and they were the team that they were. That seemed like the refs always sided with them. And now Brady's gone and the Patriots are just the, just another team. And so they don't get all the benefit of the doubt of the calls and all the Patriots haters can say they get the terrible calls and everything goes their way. Now we're 
I mean, they haven't gotten yeah, uh, that... an offensive penalty all year, which is pretty crazy and uh, definitely the least in the league. But but the refs still have. Uh... It is disappointing when uh, when 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 we get a ball in the air and there's no flag. We we need that. That's what like that's how we won six Super Bowls. Is 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 uh, the refs helping us out? So that's been tough. Um, yeah. The, there was the weather was good yesterday. Usually we there's bad weather, um, so we'll just wait till November, December. That's when the Patriots play their best football. So and that'll uh, definitely help this too. this style of team. So, the the running game, this the snow and the bad weather will definitely true. help the Patriots. That's true too. So there's things to look forward to. There's 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 some reasons and uh, things we can expect to get better. Um, I it's crazy on a serious note though that people are, are already like kind of not necessarily calling for Belichick's head, but they're like, people are ready to turn on Belichick for good. And it's like, I think the guy is going to get some slack. I mean, if Adam Gase can still have a job in this well, division, I think Belichick deserves a little bit of time to, to work through this. Yeah. Well, the jets are keeping Gase because he's so bad. They don't want to fire him, get a, a interim coach come in and win some games. So they don't get Trevor Lawrence. They're keeping Gase because he's, He's so bad. They got to get that number one. Well, they need, yeah, for sure. Like that, that's smart to do at this point. And it's crazy. Um, I just have a feeling the Jets will do something like that. Like they will go on a hot streak and win like three games at the end of the season and somehow (laughs) miss out on on Trevor Lawrence because they're in the driver's seat right now. I think, I don't think any other team is, is, uh, is winless. So if they blow this, that'll be like the biggest Jets thing ever. The Falcons are so good at losing. Yes, yes. Too, and that I that feel could like be a, a landing spot for the number one overall pick. And I don't know if you saw, uh, Arthur Blank came down to the field. And <laughs> yeah, I did. Why does he always do this? He, like, he comes down to the field. He comes down to the field like at, because he thinks they're going to win. Like he, How many times has he done that? He did it earlier this year and then, of course, in the Super Bowl. Like That should be a red flag for that guy. Like If he has the thought, like, oh, I'm going to go down to the field because uh, we're about to win this game. That means you're not going to win. And why I, does he need to come down? It's a regular season game. Arthur Blank waiting. With... I was going to say, how many wow. times? It's a regular season game. If it's a playoff game, all right, come down and celebrate. Mm. It's a Super Bowl. I understand. You're up 20 to 3. Come down and celebrate with the team. But just a random week seven NFL game, I don't know why he needs to come down to the field. But the, yeah, the same like empty, like lifeless eyes and look of death pale death that he has is uh not gonna get old when he has <laughs> that look in his face that was a crazy game uh the other crazy game too is the uh, seahawks cardinals game i will confess i totally fell asleep and uh but i did see the dk metcalf rundown where he, he chased down uh buddha baker on the interception that was that was insane it seems like the seahawks always play these ridiculous games on sunday night football yeah, that, that was a great game. I stayed up for it till like 12 15. Uh, it was such a good game. I had to stay up for it. There was over a thousand total yards between the two teams in that game, which which is a, obviously a lot, but that was that was pretty crazy. Uh, and then Tyler Lockett had the game of his career with 200 total yards and three touchdowns. He just he just went off. A lot of people forget too that is the same stadium where the the Malcolm Butler interception happened, and 
you know, this happened like, you know, with Russell Wilson now where it seems like it should be impossible for them to lose these games. <laughs> and that was a, that was just an insane ending uh, how they went back and forth in overtime and, mm. and just seemingly snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. They had that game, uh, but that division gets tightened up. Now. I think every team is over 500 now in the NFC West. What, what's up with uh, Cliff Kingsbury in overtime, the Cardinals had the ball. They could kick a field goal for the win and it was only second down. He kicked with, I don't know, two or three minutes left. He kicked a field goal and he missed it. Like, why didn't he just run a couple more plays, try to get closer, and then kick a field goal? I don't, I don't understand why he would kick a field goal on second down. And ultimately, I heard about fine, that, but... and I, I did. Yeah, I heard about it. I didn't see it. I think it has something to do with, um, just in case, because they, they wouldn't be able to run the clock all the way down. So he, you know, was hedging in case they. They did miss the field goal, and they'd have time to stop Seattle again. I don't know, but that was sometimes I think these coaches overthink it. Well, like everyone it, it would have been sudden death. It would have been it was sudden death at that point. So if he makes the field goal, the game's over. Right. Yeah, I I couldn't explain that one. Someone was trying to explain it to me, and I don't I didn't get it. Same thing with the coaches when they're they're down by fourteen, and so they 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 score to bring it within one touchdown, and they they go for two instead of kicking the extra point because. Right the analytics tell them to do it. And um, I think what's happening is you're getting all these coaches that have never thought about analytics before. And so someone's telling them they should do something and, and they're doing it and they don't feel comfortable with it. And, you know, that's one thing about Belichick is I don't think he'll ever be influenced by, <laughs> you know, a little stat geek next to him yeah. telling him like, Hey, Billy, you know, you should go for two right here. You're down by 13. Yeah. And then uh, DK Metcalf, but, was was held out last night and then over time they did a screen pass to him he ran it in for the end zone and then in the last second you see a flag come in for offensive holding and i got called back so both teams had multiple chances to win that game and uh the cardinals were able to pull it out in the last few seconds something about kyler murray too i mean they they had a great as i think last week he was on monday night football and um it he's coming into his own right now. And I, I really think he's going to be someone that we look at as, you know, a top, top five quarterback possibly because he can throw the ball and no, you know, Lamar Jackson, I just think you're seeing kind of that this year, like there doesn't look as good as he did last year. And I think Kyler's just as fast. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't had as many opportunities to show it. Um, but that division is stacked and, uh they're, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, Kyler Murray looked awesome running the ball. He's so, like, so shifty and and can get by defenders and everything. He looks he looks pretty good. He just needs to work on his accuracy a little bit. He had a couple balls that were uh, overthrown or off a little bit that led to incompletions or interception. But if Josh Allen can improve his accuracy, excuse me, if Josh Allen can improve his accuracy, the amount that uh, Allen has this year, uh, Kyler Murray definitely can and that would definitely improve him to a top five quarterback, like you were saying. Kind of speaking of Josh Allen, like the whole uh, Josh Allen MVP talk has kind of calmed down a little <laughs> bit after, especially their performance against the Jets. Um, but that's who the Patriots are playing playing next. So um, what? how do you feel about this this matchup against 
against the Bills because that's the team. Now, this happened the past 20 years. There's always been this one team that is going to rip the division from the Patriots. And obviously this is the most serious of threats um, this year with the Bills. They've, I think they're five and two and the Patriots are two and four. So uh, if they have a, any chance of winning the division, the Patriots have to win in this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not – I don't follow the Bills that closely unless they're on a prime time or 4 o'clock game I can watch them. But the fact that they were down 10-0 to the Jets at halftime doesn't make me too nervous about them. But at the same time, they looked really good at the beginning of the season. So I guess it just depends on which Josh Allen shows up. If it's the first couple weeks Josh Allen where he looks amazing and – uh, can do anything or if it's the last couple of weeks for Josh Allen's and he fumbles and throws picks and stuff like that. Yeah. It's the, the Josh Allen we've seen uh, in October has been the Josh Allen that everyone has said that he really is. Like I actually got some in September, the bills went four. Uh Allen averaged three thirty one per game, 12 touchdowns, one interception, 71% completion percentage, uh, 122.7 passer rating, three rushing touchdowns. In October, the Bills have gone one and two, uh, 230 passing yards per game, so 100 less, four touchdowns, three interceptions, 63.1 completion percentage, uh, and 81 passer rating, no touchdowns, uh, no rushing touchdowns. So there's definitely been a drop-off. I mean, he was performing like, like crazy the first month of the season. Um, and the jets, it's like, I could, you could say like, well, you know, maybe the bills couldn't get up for that game because it was the jets. Um, but that was bad. They didn't, they didn't look that great. Um, and that's been in conjunction with a, a couple bad performances coming in. So I have some hope coming into this week, if the Patriots can get back onto the ground and, um, kind of keep, keep, it seems weird to say, but keep Josh Allen off the field. Yeah, I mean, the Bills heading into the season, I thought the Bills were going to be, you know, one of the best defenses in the league. That was definitely one of their calling cards was their defense. But so far, their defense hasn't been as good as people thought. And I don't know if that's because of opt-outs before the year injuries or or what, what it is, but their defense hasn't been as good. So I think there's definitely potential if the Patriots can get the running game going, going and even hopefully ideally get a little bit of a lead, they can uh, get into the game flow that they like and they could have a chance. And I think the way this defense is built too is, is to succeed against teams that have a, a running quarterback. You know, they, they did a fairly good job against Mahomes. He didn't have a, a great game. Um, we know the secondary is, is their strength. They obviously haven't looked that great, um, especially the last few weeks. But if there is a strength on this defense, it's definitely the secondary. Um, so if they can lock down Buffalo's uh, receiving core and contain Josh Allen, which, like I said, that's been a strength uh, of this team when they go against uh, running quarterbacks, I think that's their best, their best bet. Um, that being said, everyone thought coming into this week, that kind of would be the similar story against San Francisco. They're going to shut down Kittle like they've shut down Kelsey and like they've shut down uh, Darren Waller. And uh, that just didn't happen. So um, it's going to be a long week, I think, for uh, the team. 
in, in prep. So I'm expecting a lot. I, I just, I don't have a good feeling about this game though. Um, it's in, I believe it's in Buffalo. Uh, it's in Buffalo. They, they, they're not a good road team the last two seasons. So um, I, I hate to, I can't remember the last time I picked against the Patriots, but <laughs> I'm going with Buffalo this week. And until this team shows me like what they're going to do, um, we might be, this might be the dark days could be ahead or darker days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until we get the Cam Newton thing figured out, you got to go with the opposing team because any, anybody playing that bad, you're not going to win a football game. The trade deadline, I think, is is coming up. End of the month. I mean, yeah. So it's – and I, I hate the, the Belichick meme where he's, he's marching out to come get whoever he's going to get. Has he ever <laughs> gotten anybody? When anyone ever posts that meme, they never actually get the person. It's just like become a, a joke now. So everyone's got, you know, whether it's Julio Jones, uh, I heard Kenny Galladay today, possibly, you know, I don't know why Detroit would trade him. They've got a better record than the Patriots right now. So <laughs> that's probably, Patricia I don't know what they can do to... him, trading him to the Pats. Right. So when he gets fired, he can come back and coach him. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's fine with me. We'll do a little Garrett Blunt situation and, and he can, you know, get cut by the Steelers and come join the Patriots. So they, they need something like that. I just don't see – I don't think it's as easy as let's just trade for a tight end or trade for a receiver and that'll fix it. No, um, they're, they're more than one piece away to being a playoff – a serious playoff contender. Do you, think, do you think there'll be buyers at the deadline or do you think they might actually start selling off some pieces? Well, last year they did buy. When, they were in a, the, the, when the team was – the offense was struggling, they, got, they gave up a second rounder for Sanu. I mean – Looking back on that, that was just a complete fail of a of a trade. Another, yeah. you know, uh, negative for Belichick, the GM. So, I don't know. I, I think I'm sure he's feeling the pressure. Uh, I don't think Belichick is going to sit back and be like, well, this is a rebuilding year. Um, I don't think that's – the fans don't have that expectation. Um, I think the fan base – I think we're okay with not being maybe a Super Bowl contender, but you know this team needs to be in the playoffs, especially now they've got seven teams make the playoffs in each conference as opposed to six. So, um, I I've said it earlier. I can see them doing something small, like uh, you know getting a giving up a fifth round pick for somebody that's about to get cut, you know from you know the Lions or something like that, like a Kyle Van Noy type deal, like something that's to build their say. depth. In the middle, yeah. Something like that. I don't think we're going to see a big move because I don't – even if you bring in a stud wide receiver, I don't think that's going to really change too much. They need help in a lot of areas, and um, Belichick knows that more than anybody. So Yeah, he never makes – That's kind of what I think. Yeah, he rarely makes the big splashy moves. Like I was going to say, Calvin Noy as well, traded like a seventh-round draft pick for someone about to get cut and watch him become a a star player for the next couple years. If I was, I guess I'm in the minority because I, with Trevor Lawrence and some of the quarterbacks in the draft this year, usually it's kind of like a crapshoot when it comes to the quarterbacks. But it actually seems like this year there's a decent chance that there's going to be some really good quarterbacks. So I'm, I would be perfectly fine uh, battle, battling the Jets for the number one pick and just trading. I would trade Cam to Dallas. I would trade 
Stefan Gilmore to Seattle or trade anybody, anybody worth a draft pick and just trade them all and try to get a, try to rebuild for the future. You know, that, I I hate to have this conversation in week, you know, seven of the season, but (laughs) um, I've thought for a while, you know, that could be the outcome of all this. Um, They, everyone opted out, we know. They're big, they're, a lot of their big names. Um, the team is set up to have tons of cap space next year mm-hmm. um, where they could sign anyone they wanted. Um, well, part of that problem is Belichick. I don't think they're in any sort of position, money. though, to get. Right. But, I mean, you got to spend some of it. Yeah. So, but they're, they're, they're at least set up in that position where they could, they could make a run at somebody. So, it could happen. I mean, I think that would really send uh, shockwaves through through New England. But, um, you know, this year doesn't matter. It's COVID, so it doesn't count. <laughs> well, I would rather be bad this year and next year, but get a good pick and a promise for the future than just be um, – oh, some – I was trying to think of a team that's just always like 8-8 eight and eight and just always is good but not great but, but, but not bad the enough to is- get a good pick. Problem is Belichick is, you know, he doesn't have that many more years left. I yeah. don't think he wants to do a rebuild. I don't think he wants that. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, that would be quite shocking if they start unloading big names. But Plus, I think it would be to – if they did do that, it would be to make sure that next year they're back to being – uh, contender so yeah well plus like we said the brady but versus belichick there thing. are rumors already i'm seeing online the patriots are are likely to make a make a move even before i mean he knows i mean he, he'll he'll never he'll he'll never uh say he's not keeping track of that but you better believe that belichick knows how brady's performing right now and he's probably remembering all those conversations about we need weapons we need to do something and and uh now look at how brady's performing so we will see um i that's all i got you got anything else uh no that's that's just about all i had well tough week for patriots nation but we'll see uh we could have a very different conversation uh this time next week (laughs) if things look better against the bills and and uh things are coming back so all right well it was good uh good first episode with you evan and hopefully we keep doing this and if you guys enjoy what you're hearing um let us know give us some feedback um subscribe and uh look forward to interacting with you guys more all right see you all right i'm out